This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 157. All the mistakes Ben Kenobi made. Also known as how every single bad thing in the Star Wars universe could have been avoided if Obi-Wan Kenobi had just been a better decision maker. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. (laughs) To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to Strangers and Aliens, the podcast about science fiction, fantasy, faith, and spirituality, and Christianity. And I am Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here to talk about a subject near and dear to my heart that unfortunately um, is becoming a little less near and dear because of a character that I am, well, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> but I have been joined here by my friend and yours, Dr. Jason O'Neill. Yay, back and, again. And Steve McDonald. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot I was here. So, yeah, we got <laughs> stop faking. All three chairs filled today again. Um, we have a quorum. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's summer. That's that's usually what happens. We have just yep. crazy schedules in the summer and uh, weird episodes. Guests coming in to talk about movies and stuff like that. And yeah, so here we are though with a topic that is not a summer movie, and with all three chairs filled. By our core trio. I am so glad that you guys are back. I'm so glad actually you're back for this particular topic, honestly, because I'm excited about the kind of conversation this potentially could, uh, could, could perpetuate. So you guys ready? Because I am ready. (laughs) Let's do it. Well, here's how this started. Uh, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about Jurassic World. And I'm not going to spoil anything about Jurassic World for any of our listeners who hasn't seen it yet. But they made the case that one person in particular made a really bad choice that if they hadn't done that thing, then most of the movie wouldn't have happened. And then they mentioned another choice that was made before the movie started, before anything started. That if they had just done that one thing, they wouldn't have had any of these problems. And it was not, you know... It was not laying the blame on the bad guys because, the, yeah, obviously the bad guys doing bad guy stuff is going to cause things to happen. This is one of the good guys who just made a mistake. Poor decision making. And I thought that would make a great podcast episode to examine a handful of movies where one person's mistake in the beginning of the movie or before the movie even started. So off screen, right. if it, you know, what if they just made a much better choice? Uh, and how many movies could we come up with where it would just change the whole outtake of, uh, outlook of the movie, change the whole outcome of the movie, and maybe even make it so the movie doesn't even happen? And mm-hmm. then my mind started wandering, and I only came up with one to, because I guess I just got fixated and hooked on it, and that was that Ben Kenobi made a really, really, really poor choice. That's going to be the final thing on my list because. That's the greatest, most egregious one that I thought, oh, if he had just done this differently, everything would have turned out differently. But I then started making a list and it kept continuing and growing. And I stopped after seven items. (laughs) There was an eighth item 
that uh, having a conversation with um, Evan David and and Daniel Butcher on Facebook made me think, oh, I I, I could add that to my list. But this episode is all about how everything bad in Star Wars could have been avoided if Ben Kenobi had just been a better decision maker. That's that's the premise of this episode. Now we we do we do have to take it one step back and okay. say that the same thing could be said about Anakin Skywalker. It could, it could. But well, it, since since we're since we're we're looking at the movie as it as it was as the the movies as they as they are, then we're taking it to to Ben Kenobi specifically. Well, I'm taking it to Ben Kenobi specifically just because that's who I was thinking about, and so that does not, for example, everything bad that happened in Star Wars could have been avoided if you know someone like senator palpatine who you know emperor palpatine had just chosen not to do evil things right i mean so 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 i'm curious yeah um because obviously we've already said obviously there are no bad guys no things ever happen but what you're saying is that that um the protagonists or the non-bad guys Mm -hmm. in this case obi-wan kenobi actually is at fault to some degree because of bad choices, which <clears throat> to be grant, granted is a writing issue, <laughs> but also uh, um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's so easy to critique and pot shot people who are making decisions when you get to watch a hundred times over. Yes, and and no, in expanding on that, Doctor Jace, some of these come from the fact that they were, you know, things were done in one movie and then later on. It was like, well, how do we explain that? Because we want to do this in this movie, right? Right. You know, and so, so I'm, I'm curious about your what I, I need. I, I know of one off the top of my head, but I, I want to know what your are these in order that you're going to list them, like from the stupidest, or they're going to be in chronological order? Or well, what? I, was, I was thinking chronological order, but really the biggest problem that that kind of kickstarted my my thought process here it happens kind of in between, um the middle and the end. So like, I couldn't go from one side to the other. I couldn't start at the, I couldn't start at return of the Jedi and make my way backwards. I couldn't start at Phantom Menace and make my way forward. So I am going to kind of go through the list. just kind of, um, bouncing around a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's, there's just, yeah. So these are all things that if he had just made a better choice, things would have turned out much, much, much different or maybe wouldn't have, but why did he, you know, but he didn't try. Let's put, let's put I, it that way. I need to add my ca- caveat to this whole thing before we get started. Yes. Because I, I pretty much have one thought. And okay. I, this goes in line with, with current culture. Is it's not Obi-Wan's fault. It's Guy Guan's Jin's fault. It's all his fault. <laughs> he had a bad mentor who also made bad decisions. So well, he's okay. simply following in his mentor's footsteps in making poor choices he he's simply carrying out what he knows that actually that that tracks in right with one of my things right here but go ahead steve and my my caveat would be what i always bring up is the it's it's the jedi's fault for you know not okay foreseeing you know i've I've gone over that plenty of times yeah yeah okay so let me let me say this Okay, Darth Vader making evil choices, yes, caused lots of problems. Palpatine right. making evil choices, yes, caused lots of problems. Right. These are these things that I'm talking about here on Obi Wan's part. They were intended for good. They right. were just poor choice making. Yeah, um, right. And then I would also then say, yes, you could make the same case. In fact, a couple of these go hand in hand with Yoda making a poor choice. But we're we're hanging this on Kenobi mainly because um, he's the guy who has all the things on my list here <laughs> and and uh, also because you know he's a hero and i like him i have name affinity here i mean he's ben yeah. kenobi yeah now for good or for ill and we talked about on the playground i had to be the guy who dies but um <laughs> oh wait spoiler <laughs> yeah spoiler. There, well, we should yeah. probably you know make that that clear we're gonna be spoiling these movies but uh but dr jace you brought up qui-gon jinn right uh, that goes hand in hand with one of mine on my list. So it'll be number one. And that is training Anakin. Now, Qui-Gon thought that was a good idea. Nobody else thought this was a good idea. Nope. Nobody thought this was a good idea. And Qui-Gon made Kenobi say, yeah, I'll, I'll take care. You know, I'll take care of him or whatever. See, yeah. you're right. He, he And so what was Kenobi's mistake here? Continuing and perpetuating Qui-Gon's mistake. 
Nobody thought it was a good idea, and right. every single one of them was but, probably and, and right. I, you know the reason why you're going to blame this on Obi-Wan Kenobi? Why? Is it's, because it's, nobody is brave enough to tell Liam Neeson that he's wrong. <laughs> I do yes. it because he has a unique set of skills. He does, he does. and he will find you. <laughs> so it's important that you totally blame Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, yes, because well, and, and well, let's face it, Qui Gon Liam Neeson. I don't know what his deal was. Maybe it was even a mistake on his part to, um, you know, even even take on Kenobi. I don't know, but. Yeah. But maybe if he lives, maybe Anakin doesn't turn out the way he is. Maybe he would have been the guiding force. Who if, knows? if Qui-Gon had done the training? Right. That's quite possible. Maybe maybe Kenobi's just a bad trainer. Uh, and I just read a, a thing called Star Wars Infinities, which actually takes each of the three movies and says, what if one thing happened differently? And that maybe also is what got my mind going here. Um, and that would be the what if, I think, for Phantom Menace. Is you know what would have happened in the Star Wars universe if Qui Gon Jinn had survived? That'd be a great uh, what if kind of story, I think. But that's mistake. We'll call it mistake number one. Everyone thought it was a bad idea to train Anakin. It was a bad idea to train Anakin. The bad question idea. I pose to you guys is what would have happened? And this is where we get to do the what if, I guess. If Obi Wan Kenobi had chosen not to train Anakin. Would he just have gone back, you know, and I guess he wouldn't have gone back to Tatooine. Maybe they would have said, okay, well, we're going to help your mom then. And we'll bring her over to, to uh Corsican and, and let you guys live your life out here instead of in slavery. And I mean, what do you think? What, what's the, what's the, what if just a brief, what if let your mind imagine for a moment, what if Anakin had not been trained as a Jedi? I think he would have been, uh, the Steve Jobs of Star Wars. I think I think he would have created. So still evil I, then? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I think he would have created guns and ships that were more streamlined and um, nice. and lightweight. I think that he would have been an entrepreneur, creative, used his his building gifts, and um, and his mom would have been okay. And so no so. no anger. That would have pushed him over to the dark side to become a, an evil villain that, that murders children. Right, because if you're saying that Obi-Wan would have placed them in a safer place, which makes sense. Yeah, because they, they already took him away, you know. You can't put him back yeah. in there. So what were you going to say, Steve? See, I, I, I would imagine because he is the, the chosen one, the prophesied one. Who, Anakin? He, yeah, mm-hmm. he would have come to the attention. I mean – just a midichlorian count alone. Come on, guys. Can we agree on that? Well, we have to agree on Palpatine. <laughs> Palpatine had a, a hand in ha- causing those midichlorian counts so, to be as high yeah, as it was. That, that, yes, so that, I so, think he would have found him out. That, that's, and then it would have been immediate and, hey, you're going to be my, my new one. And forget about the Jedi training. It's all Sith training. Straight up Sith training. That is just yeah. like – that is a, a very good reformed theology answer. It is predestined, so therefore it must be. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. I've done my job here. Good. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's let's move to number two then. And and this one this one I, I waffled on even including this, but I'm going to stick it in here. We can talk about it. And that is lying to Luke about his parentage, lying to Luke and saying Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah. And 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 basically telling the story of Anakin and Darth Vader as two stories, as two narratives to Luke, so that Luke doesn't know it's the same narrative of, you know, Darth Vader was a pupil of mine to turn to the dark yeah, side. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's not Luke's, that's not Obi-Wan's fault. Uh, that well, is George Lucas's fault. Oh, uh, no, no, no. We have to take this in the context of the narrative. I'm sorry. We yeah, cannot blame. I, think, I don't think, I don't know if that was the case until movie two. Oh, I agree. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, in a meta, in a meta you know, observation of it, yes. But taken as it is, taken as as we uh, are given it, yes, it's just, it's, you know, I guess in one way you can say Obi-Wan is trying to save Luke from the reality 
of, you know, oh, well, your dad is the worst person ever in the world, in the universe. Just, you know, FYI. Oh, and here's a lightsaber he gave to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, enjoy that. Um, but, you know, he, he really could have given him a little bit more information to go on. Yeah. Now, well, but and, I also think that um, he doesn't, he had just really met Luke, so he doesn't even know how he's going to deal with it. He doesn't know. I think his big thing is to get him um, to come with him, right? I mean, yeah, he's I, only I had twenty years alone in a desert to think about what he would say to this person who he's basically been stalking for the entire twenty years. But you know, it, it, whatever comes that, to mind. To, to I guess. me, that's <laughs> the bigger mistake. The bigger mistake is living as a hermit and isolated, and to where he doesn't even know Luke. To me, had he developed a relationship, I mean, come on. Guy Quan Jin it helps develop Anakin, and so Obi Wan keeps a distance, like an absentee father. Uh, yeah. That to me is the mistake. Well, let's come back to that one because that's actually on my list here, Doctor Jace. But um, the line to Luke, I do think maybe pragmatically speaking, I could understand even even if it wasn't a thing where the storyline of who Luke's father was at the, the time of writing the first movie was what was in the movie. And then they changed it as they moved into the second movie. Um, even then, I mean, pra- pragmatically speaking, I can see this is a one of those necessary white lies that, that Obi-Wan would he, he the impression that I get is that Obi-Wan definitely has even in death. <laughs> um, he definitely has feels like he had the right motivation there to lie to Luke. What I told you was true from a certain point of view. Um, so quickly we'll do the, what if, what if he hadn't lied to Luke? And then we'll get to what you were talking about, about being the hermit stalking him on, on Tatooine. You guys, what would have happened if he hadn't lied to Luke? And. Okay. I, I know exactly what would have happened. Okay. Okay. So we get to empire strikes back the epic, um, fight between Luke and Darth Vader. Oh, I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. This is. Yes. Okay. Go. Keep so, going. Keep going. And so they, um, Luke goes and to uh, convince his father. He knows that if he can just get to his father, his father will change. So he runs up, gives Darth Vader a hug, and says, "You're my father. I know I can change you." And then instantly, Darth Vader cuts his head off. Oh, so. that's not where I thought you were going. So, so when I got excited about, I know where you're going. That's not. Cool. Where See, I thought you were heading, but I, I think he would have jumped right into it. I think Darth Vader in the moment would have killed him. I don't think they would have had that nice conversation. I just think it would have been over with. So I think it, in this case it worked out. I, I thought you were going to go to kind of that opposite surprise, where you know the big surprise in Empire is no, Luke, I am your father. Uh, you, yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say that Luke comes to Vader and and reveals to Vader, I know you're my father. And that throws off Vader, takes him off his game a little bit, you know, but not that he would uh, automatically just, you know, throw off the cloak and say, yeah, I am. Let's, let's, no. go, let's go play catch, son. But um, let's go play patty cake. <laughs> I never taught I'm you the, how to play football. You're the greatest daddy in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can, can you just imagine Darth Vader, you know, sitting in his uh his little um meditation chamber and that's what's playing is uh, Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> he's he's just in there just in the no, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. We know in 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 Jedi that Luke tries to change his mind, but I think he would have been even more eager cuz he was more green and goes unprepared. In, and yeah. instead of getting a hand chopped off, he gets a head chopped off. I think that it would have just everything would have died right there. <laughs> I think it would have been much more intrigue. I think if he went to Yoda and said, you know, this is the reality of the situation, Yoda would say, instead of military training, instead of, you know, melee training and all this stuff, hmm. I'm going to train you in the fine arts of of persuasion and the fine arts that we didn't teach Anakin. We didn't because because he was headstrong and all that stuff. And then he goes to, to Bespin 
and says, and, and he puts his lightsaber away, I will not fight you. And he says, you know, instead of I am your father, he's, he says, I am your son. And Darth Vader is taken aback. And then and, Darth Vader goes, no, <laughs> no. But, but I'll never is, join you. But the thing is, he doesn't, they, they have this different confrontation. And yeah. they leave, they part ways, and Luke lets it simmer with him. Luke lets lets it burn in to Darth Vader, but, and Darth Vader eventually will make the choices that he does in Empire Strikes uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi, the in, in a different in, in a different way, a different context. The, yeah. The issue is is that if you go that route, we miss both one of the best moments in Star Wars and one of the worst moments in Star Wars when we hear. Luke, I am your father. One of the biggest shocks, like what? He just dropped the microphone, walk away. He just said that, and then it's immediately followed up with, "No, it can't be true." Okay, so you literally take away back to back best moment, worst moment in the in the trilogy until Jar Jar Binks enters the scene. Yeah, the, another best moment, right? But <laughs> but yes, okay, yes, you're you're talking about, you know, radically altering the structure of the entire movie. So you would have to write it and maybe put in something else that would, you know, Han, I am your brother. No, you know, I mean, whatever it's going to be, it, it, you you can put in something else if you're a good writer. <laughs> but yes, you're going to be taking away a lot of the 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 impact moments. Yes. Okay. So, let's move back a little bit further then. And you were talking about him being the creepy old dude in the desert who just kind of stalks him and doesn't, you know, do much more. Um, what if – what? this is where, again, another poor choice, not making himself known to Luke and not – potentially, couldn't he have begun training Luke on Tatooine? Instead of, you know, just keeping everything so secretive, obviously the yeah. uncle is a, is a is a factor here. Uncle mm-hmm. Owen is, an, is a factor here. But – you know, train, start training Luke a little earlier instead of waiting until the moment where, you know, he, he has to leave instead of waiting till the moment where he is by chance really brought to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. And then by chance, because of, you know, RT2 and C3PO being followed by stormtroopers, his aunt and uncle are killed because he wasn't going to go if Aunt Peru and uncle Owen hadn't been killed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which would make another what if, you know, what if Luke's uncle and aunt hadn't been killed? What would have happened in the Star Wars universe? But Luke would still be farming. He would. Uh, and and maybe he would have gotten but, up the courage think, to leave I, a couple I years don't think later. This but one's his fault. I think what we forget is that at this point, Obi-Wan is senile because why else would he allow Darth Vader to kill him? <laughs> well, you okay, so obviously you, was you not keep jumping right. ahead on my list here. <laughs> um, so he, he wasn't thinking straight. Yeah, it's a noble sacrifice. He lets him kill him because it will consume Vader's attention for that amount of time. Okay, they, wait, 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 wait. Though you, I, I hear your argument, Steve. I hear your argument, and here's the other thing. I want to make sure, make it clear to our listeners that when I'm saying all this stuff, I still love these movies. I will still watch these movies. I I enjoy watching them with my kids now. I still enjoy these movies. This kind of deconstruction, I'm having fun with this, but this is not – I mean I understand the meta narrative here. I understand the, the writing process and all that. Um, but this is one thing, Steve. Suicide by Vader. That's uh, item number – I guess we'll call it number four. And, and what is suicide to me is that we've not even – all of these are, are from the originals. This isn't even the Ewan McGregor young guy. We're right. talking about all – we're talking about the – the classic screw-ups. Yeah. 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 Suicide yeah. by Vader. Here's my question. Because you say, Steve, and I understand what you're saying there. It was a distraction, you know, to allow Luke, Han, Leia to escape. Luke is a new hope. He's the new hope. We need to get him off the Death Star. Death Star, not very hopeful. Um, <laughs> but why didn't he just keep fighting? Isn't that another distraction? No. Here's the two things, okay? okay? The first thing is to cause the distraction. The second thing is to go into spirit form where he can be with Luke without having to be there physically. Okay, but wait. Here's my thing. If he kept fighting, here's what happens. He keeps fighting Darth Vader. He could either win 
or he could lose. So if he wins, Darth Vader is defeated and the Emperor is cut off at the knees as far as you know his whole Sith thing goes. If he loses, he still gets to go into spirit mode, doesn't he? No, because he knows that Vader is the chosen one. He knows that he has no hope against him. He knows that he can't kill him. But there's that possibility. He's committing suicide. He really is. When he puts his blade down, it's it's over. He knows what's going to happen, and he gives that look like, Vader, it's all part of my plan. You know? But he's accepting death so Luke can live up to it. I mean, here's, here's my one possibility is that by accepting death, that forces Luke to live up to his potential. But well, yeah, that's as, a, as a diversion, winning would be a bigger diversion. Defeating Darth Vader but, but would be here, a bigger diversion. Here's the problem. If you don't kill Obi-Wan, we never get Yoda. <laughs> I, again, yes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But um, I don't think I, I think he knew that he could not defeat him. He could not kill him, defeat him. He he knew that the only way he could defeat him is in well, his I'm noble fairly, sacrifice. I'm fairly certain that he was at least somewhat evenly matched that if he's fighting and uh, fighting him that Han and and Luke could probably shoot Vader in the kneecaps and then <laughs> I'm sure that they could arrange or have Chewie sneak up behind him and lift him up with one arm. I'm now, sure I, they I, could have worked something out. Steve, I'll accept. <laughs> Steve, I'll accept actually that he sees Luke as a more powerful weapon to use against Vader. Like he, he does see Luke as that, uh, the new hope who's going to be able to, to put an end to Vader's reign of evil. Uh, and which does happen, and it happens okay, in a okay, way we yeah. don't expect in the end. He doesn't right. end up killing Vader. He ends up Think somewhat redeeming this, him. But uh, Again, I like the movie. We all make this. But in truth, at this particular point, he just barely knows Luke. Yep. So how in the world does he know that Luke's going to get in the – we know because George Lucas is writing the movie. But in most cases, Luke's going to get in that ship. They're going to fly away, there, and he's going to be like, man. That old guy is crazy. He let him kill him. What was that talking about? What was he doing? And then he goes, what was his name again? I don't know. We just met him. Um, he's a dusty guy. Yeah, we've only been around him a couple of days. Yeah, because he, know? he knows. Let's go of, get a burger or something. Yeah, he, he says, well, he, he says he belongs to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Maybe he means old Ben Kenobi. You know, like he knows of the guy, but he's obviously not friends with Ben Kenobi when the movie opens. And he's so broken hearted. Yeah, but he thinks he's a kook because he just sees him as old Ben Kenobi. If you sit there and watch a guy let another guy just slice through him with a laser bread, then you think, wow, <laughs> he really is a kook. He's lost it. Yeah. What's a laser bread? <laughs> like, you know, cutting <laughs> cutting bread. Cutting, like, yeah, cutting bread. <laughs> he sliced with, bread with, with his laser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> anyway. But, but one of the – I think another big – I don't know if this is on your list – so you can tell me or, or not. Okay. But one of his, his big mistakes is going to Owen and saying, here, take care of, you know, this child. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be living, you know, a couple of clicks over there and let him know that I'm like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want people to know that Obi-Wan Kenobi lives over there. So instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Call me Ben. Call me Ben, instead of Obi Wan Kenobi, just Ben, just plain old Ben. Okay, Kenobi. that is on my list. <laughs> this is on my list here. Um, that was kind of the one I was going to go to last because of oh, well, no, because of a tag that goes a little bit beyond what you're saying here, Steve. Uh, in fact, I could split this up into two. I'm going to do that. I'm going to draw a line right here. Uh, but hiding Luke in plain sight with his uncle and yeah, letting him keep the, the surname or the yeah the. <laughs> The surname of Skywalker uh, on the planet where I, Anakin grew up. I don't want Darth Vader to figure out he still has a son. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him the name of Darth Vader's original last name, and I'm also going to leave him with Darth Vader's uncle <laughs> on the planet where he grew up. On the planet where he grew up, <laughs> I'll never find him here. And, and well, then he, he didn't. He actually didn't, so it worked out. I know, it totally worked. And <laughs> The stupid robots had to ruin everything. And if he had just, honestly, if he just not even named the kid Skywalker, 
You know, actually, it, you could actually blame Princess Leia for putting all that into R two D two, and then say <laughs> she led Darth Vader right to Luke. So yeah. she almost destroyed their oh, new hope. Well, she was she was still trying to you know get the plans of the Death Star out there. But what if it had been Luke Organa, right? You yeah. know, put Luke in with uh, with Bail Organa. Yeah. It's Luke Organa who somehow destroys the Death Star. And so as Vader is trying to find out who's this kid with the Force, it's not the son of Skywalker is still alive. It's the son of Organa that he adopted is oh, alive. What about just calling him Luke Lars? <laughs> I mean, Leia gets a new last name, Organa. He comes and he's on the same planet and the whole thing. Why don't just call him Luke Lars? Yeah, so that it's like, uh, Luke, I am your uncle, I think. Or, or, or at least go back to Starkiller or something. Change it up a little bit. Luke, we are somehow related. <laughs> no, that's impossible. Hey, but you guys are overstating it. To be honest, Skywalker and the Star Wars universe is like a Smith or a okay, Johnson all right, in sure. our culture. It's a very run-of-the-mill last yeah, name. It's like Chang. Still, he kept the name Skywalker and is living with family. I mean, it's it's still there, you know, even if it is a, a Smith or a Jones or a Lee or something like that. So, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're we're closing in here. Um, we could let's let's okay, keeping it with the original trilogy. Um, Return of the Jedi, revealing to Luke his sister's identification before Luke goes into a confrontation with Darth Vader, where if Vader finds out this information, this is not good for Leia. If Vader wins, if Luke, if Luke had failed and they hadn't revealed to Luke, his sister, then Leia could easily be notified later by space ghost Kenobi. (laughs) Hey, uh, Leia, Luke died, but (laughs) I want you to understand, you actually are Luke's brother, are Luke's sister, and because of that, you have you know force potential. You need to go to Dagobah. Uh, Yoda's not there except for in ghost form, but we'll figure yeah. it out when you get there. Yeah. If Luke failed, then Leia is still the, that that second hope, and it wouldn't matter when she found out if he didn't fail. So okay, he he wins. Darth Vader turns with him and then, you know, we're on Endor and Luke sees, you know, there's dad, there's Yoda, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Leia comes behind him, gives him a hug. Hey there, tiger. And, uh, and Luke says, Oh, Hey Leia, I got something to tell you, by the way, uh, we're brother and sister and I killed our dad. Uh, <laughs> well, see, see, that's the issue is, is I think Luke was probably telling her what we didn't see is, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi told me that you're um, my sister. I just wish you would have told me that before you kissed me. <laughs> yeah, because, a little earlier. <laughs> um, because I think that it could have gotten really worse, but it's still kind of gross. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, could, you imagine, like, you know, could you imagine the direction things would have gone if they didn't figure that out? But yeah. by telling him when he told him, he told him in the absolute worst time. Tell, you know, tell Luke early on. You know, when even after he's dead, he, he's Luke, be careful. I've been watching you and you just got kissed by your sister. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Right. No. Right. When she goes to kiss him, he could have jumped. <laughs> right and goes, oh, time out. Time out. Let's have a conversation. I know I just talked to you in the snow about going to Dagobah, but I really felt like I had to come back and talk to you when I saw this was going on yeah. here. Um. Yeah, so, but again, from all that other stuff aside, again, this is things changing as things get written and stuff like that. But uh, telling Luke when he did, on one hand, it gave Luke motivation to, you know, protect his sister and protect his friends. But I don't think he needed that because of the closeness of his friends when he's facing down Darth Vader and, and Palpatine. He, I don't think he needed that. Um but then it did. It became a thing where, oh, Darth Vader, your your feelings are close to the surface. Sister, you have a sister. I have a daughter. Um, and, and that's where – that's the mistake is – Two plus two equals four. Or in this case, one plus one equals two. 
twins. Um, it, it just was really poor timing to make that revelation. Now we needed it. <laughs> we needed it in our in the story. You know, it, it's it's dramatic, and again, it it does allow for some good drama there where they're fighting underneath the platform and, and all that stuff. But, uh, cause it draws Luke out when, when Darth Vader figures it out and Luke's no, and he strikes with his lightsaber and, and, and the battle begins going again. Um, so again, like I'm saying, I love the movies. Return of the Jedi is one of my favorite, uh, movies of all time, let alone one of my favorite star Wars movies, which isn't saying much cause I like them all so much, but yeah, that was a, a mistake on Kenobi's part. And this is after he's dead. Like, he's one with the Force, and he's still making yeah. poor choices. Um, well, remember, the Force is looking for balance. So maybe the Force is like, you know, uh, one good thing and one bad thing. Let's use, let's use Obi-Wan Kenobi as our pansy. Yeah, it's, that's Kenobi's why not? Just, why did I do that? Why do I keep <laughs> making these choices? I didn't mean to do this. But the it's, thing is, it's, he should it's the, care. It's the, it's the will of the Force. It's double predestination in the Force. Star Wars <laughs> right. style. Double predestination. He should, be, he should be embracing this. It's like, oh, wow, the 10,000 generations that we had control. <laughs> Vader's really doing a good job with this balance thing. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's six of my seven, which has grown to an eighth. But let's move back to prequel trilogy stuff. And this is where, I mean, you could pin a lot of this on all the Jedi, but Kenobi, he's there. He's one of them. And he's also closest to the problem. And that is, he's not recognizing Anakin's deceit. He doesn't recognize that Anakin is actually married to Padme. And I don't see how you can be, you know, partners and, and working together and not, you know, notice something's going on. Like, why is it that Anakin always finds excuses not to be with Obi-Wan whenever Padme comes to visit? Yeah. What's the deal with this Padme? And so that's, that's the kind of thing where, you know, he, he and why was he not picking up traces of, you know, dark side stuff that's happening? Uh, You know, as he's making his descent, you know, it it, it just, it seems to me that they're, they're so powerful that it, is it as simple as they are so powerful that they're not paying attention to small details? Um, and, and maybe that's actually a, a legitimate um, explanation there. But, I think the issue is that that Anakin in, the, in those early ones just was so whiny that it's hard to tell one <laughs> crybaby moment from another. <laughs> is and that so, a crybaby moment or is that an actual evil moment? Where <laughs> yeah, well, I think that well, I think the audience <laughs> is still trying to figure that out. Tears of evil. um, Yeah, I mean, that was one of the big questions going on. How in the world can Darth Vader goes, sister, you have a sister? And Obi-Wan Kenobi can't tell that, oh, by the way, Anakin is completely lying to you pretty badly. All the time. I mean, he's living a lifestyle of, of deceit. Now, that actually fits into the character development for Anakin moving into being, you know, Vader uh, is, is that deceitfulness where he, you know, he's hiding stuff. And, and, and so he's, he's high. And if you get into the cartoons, the Clone War cartoons, he's, you can see he's hiding more than just the marriage and everything. But, um, if you're just taking at face value, the six movies here, uh, I still think that, that Kenobi should have recognized early on something was happening. And it does kind of go back to, you know, everyone said it's a bad idea to train Anakin in the first place. Um, but that's, that's the the other one. There is once you start a training and you're spending so much time together. Which yeah. I, one of the things that always felt to me was that one of the reasons that they didn't want to train him was because he was so older. He was too old for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if that was the case, then Luke should have turned out to be a serial killer because he was much older. Well, you just brought me to our final one that I have here. Dr. Jace. Seriously, I keep stepping on your toes. You're not stepping on my toes so much as pushing us forward. I'll I'll, I'll call it that, okay? (laughs) This is the big one. And this is the one that makes it, it, it creates an entirely different movie. It creates an entirely different original trilogy. It creates something that, honestly, I think would have been interesting. It just wasn't the movie that George Lucas had set out to make. If George Lucas had done the prequel trilogies, though, 
first, he may have gone into what I'm about to, to suggest was a big mistake for Kenobi. And that is, instead of hiding Luke and Leia on Tatooine and Alderaan, hide them on Dagobah. Yeah. You hide them on Dagobah, you bring in a support system. Maybe you bring um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, you know, yeah. and, and let them care for the children on Dagobah. Let Yoda train them as they're being raised. So they're being, they get to go through the actual training so that when we get to the point where they've created the Death Star and it is ready to be used or whatever, you know, when we get to what, however old Luke Skywalker is, 17, 18 years old in the first movie, he is a Jedi and he is ready to take on Vader. Mm-hmm. And, and I, there is one thing I was thinking about. Well, maybe they could be, you know, maybe the Dagobah is, my understanding is Dagobah is kind of hidden from the Emperor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Yoda's not really able to be sensed there because he's not really using the Force and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's off the charts. And so if that's the case, put them on a spaceship that's just going as far, you know, just going out away from the galaxy, you know, and, and just 10 years later, turn that spaceship around and bring it back so that by the time you get back to the galaxy, uh, your, your Jedi are ready, you know, to, but, you know, then again, this is kind of a, a cool concept to me now where you have these twins being raised on a spaceship with, you know, a handful of people, maybe two dozen people. And I, I just, I started thinking like, oh, imagining, you know, Luke and Leia, they're four years old and they look and they actually see a family unit of people who are caretakers of the spaceship. And they're like, well, wait, um, you know, little Jojo, uh, that we play (laughs) with, um, he has a mommy and a daddy. What does that mean? And where's mine? And this is where they can start planting seeds and saying, you have mom and dad too, but something horrible happened to them and we'll tell you about it later. And then, you know, as as they're growing older, you know, they're, they're finding out more and more about their heritage and their history. And then they're training, they're becoming Jedi. And when they return, it's not just Luke going after Darth Vader. It is Luke and Leia together, two lightsabers, two Jedi going after Vader and the emperor and bringing down the evil that runs the galaxy. Yeah. See, that's not really a movie. That's more of like a, a TV show where seventh heaven gets crossed over with, with star Wars. (laughs) Maybe. And, uh, and which, which is also leads me to if Obi-Wan, if, if Obi-Wan gets like a prequel movie, then if we were to take all these things that we've talked about, then his style should be more of a kind of a, Three Stooges comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I would be curious though, because they are talking about that that Kenobi prequel movie that might have Ian McGregor play Obi Wan Kenobi. And yeah, I mean, we could what, talk about what the would really that story bad look summer like? job he took while he was <laughs> on day <laughs> on Tatooine. <laughs> oh man, nice. we are gonna lose. We are gonna lose the farm. We need to have a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta save the rec center. No, I can see it now when he first gets to Tatooine. <laughs> there's this new um, kind of Madoff scam opportunity of to invest with Jabba the Hutt, and he goes, "Well, <laughs> he seems like a trustworthy guy," and so he he invests with him, and then he finds out that's a really bad idea. Yeah, and then and then he loses everything, and Jabba's gonna take everything. He's gonna shut down the rec center too. This is what I'm saying. This is a save the rec center movie. Um, but anyway, uh, that's the only one where I was like, okay. And and this really could take us in this weird direction where you have this, maybe a generation ship where they're going off and, or, you know, just on Dagobah, you know, Luke and Leia training to be warriors. But, um, this also is something that again, because of the, the direction and the way he wrote it, that's not the story he wanted to write. You know, star Wars is the story he wanted to write and on its own star Wars works really, really well as a very simple story. Uh, once you start putting things together, I'm amazed actually how well things do stand up and, and the weight of added material in the sequels that, that gets placed on that original movie. It, it honestly holds up under its own weight. Um, I'm just having fun, obviously, you know, coming up with these things here. But that was the one where it's like, oh man, that is, that is actually the best choice. Wouldn't it be to put them with Yoda? Instead of on Tatooine or on 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 Alderaan, 
and a lot of stuff would have been avoided, you know, (laughs) if, if princess Leia hadn't been on Alderaan, uh, she wouldn't have joined the rebellion on Alderaan. Alderaan wouldn't have been a target for the death star for its, uh, you know, to, to be the example for the galaxy. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, all these bad things that happen in the Star Wars universe, if Obi-Wan Kenobi had just not done the things we're talking about, maybe well, it would have avoided it. And we, and we should be also be thankful that that on a planet, an entire planet, that if Luke's going to crash, he crashes right next to where Yoda lives. <laughs> that I could give to the Force, though. <laughs> that I could give to the Force yeah. kind of drawing him in and, yeah. you know, pulling him where where he needs to be. But yeah. yeah, there's there's some truth to that too. There, and of course, with the focus on balance, it could have thrown him you know, to the other side of the universe. <laughs> Set up balance, just looking for balance here. Put him on the other side of Dagobah, you know. He's he's like yeah. on the he's on the sandy side. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. man. Have to, have to have like four movies. I, now I grew to... up in a desert. Now here I am again, dying in a desert. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that's that's my case against uh Obi-Wan Kenobi and there's there's more that, that could possibly uh be be spoken of here, but at the same time, yeah. Uh it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, I love the guy. I share the name with him. You know, even though it's not the name he generally goes by. Um it's crazy. It's his crazy name. <laughs> it's his crazy. So it's his crazy sort of desert crazy- wanderer name, yeah. You're the crazy guy on this on the show, so it sort of goes with that. <clears throat> crazy old man is what we call you when we do our episodes. <laughs> when I'm not around. <clears throat> yeah. Behind my back. So, yeah. hey. Crazy old. Sure. Well, uh, I don't know what's going to be in our next episode. I do know we're going to be talking about some more summer movies. We've got some things coming up with uh, Inside Out. and uh, That's what it's called, right? Inside Out, yeah. Yeah, Inside Out. And, and uh, we got Fantastic Four coming up. You guys excited Ant-Man. about that one? <laughs> Ant Man. Uh, what man? Ant Man. Yes. Ant. There's an Ant. Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's an actual Marvel universe movie, so you got to watch it. Yeah, I, 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 I wish that they did better movies with that Marvel stuff. I yeah, we always get those clunkers. <laughs> <laughs> those, you know, three. Three hundred million on the first weekend clunkers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All that said, then uh, you guys have any final words here about choices that we make and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? Bad on Ben Kenobi. Bad. I blame his mentor. I can I can take that I can take that Doctor Jace that 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 that's uh. That's very legitimate, I think, to say. I I just blame the the entire Jedi Order for ten thousand generations, <laughs> including Qui Gon Jinn, and not Guy Quan Jinn, Qui Gon Jinn. And as for me, I've made my case. I still love you, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. I do, I do, I do. George Lucas, I still thank you that uh, you made these movies that we've had fun with. And just spent, you know, the last 45 minutes having more fun with it. Than, uh, and it's fun to deconstruct them, but that's the other cool thing about them is they're so simple that, especially the original trilogy, as far as simplicity goes, that you're able to just kind of run with it and just say, you know what, that's the, sto- the story we're, we're running with here. This is the story that's being told, and it has it resounds with some thematic ideas. It has characters that we like and care about, and yeah. So I am curious what J.J. Abrams is going to do with it, and we'll see if maybe J.J. Abrams can redeem Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) These horrible, horrible choices. So would you guys like to say goodbye? Goodbye. And I will say also, thanks for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben... Okay, so we don't normally do this, but um, since the time we recorded this episode and the time that uh, that the episode got re- prepped for posting, uh, news has come out that issue number seven of the Star Wars comic book, which is an official new canon for the Star Wars universe, will explain what Obi-Wan Kenobi was doing in those years 
while he was in the desert, uh, just, you know, watching Luke. And, um, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. I, I, I have, I have a feeling I might have to, I don't know, maybe do an updated episode or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, they're going to try and explain it and we'll see if it makes things any better for some of the items from my list about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Star Wars, uh, the new Marvel Star Wars comic is a, a title that I'm collecting and it is a title that I've been reading monthly. I've cut down a lot on some of the comics that I've been reading and Star Wars has been one that I've been, uh, keeping, keeping up to date with. So. Yeah, very interesting timing, very interesting uh, to find out that they're going to be addressing some of the things that we're talking about. Obviously not addressing everything, but yeah, so that's happening. And I just wanted to you know, go ahead and, and add that to this episode. I, I saw the news earlier this weekend uh, before we finished um, finalizing the audio here and I thought, hey, let's take care of this. So yeah, all that said... Uh, we'll see what happens, and for now, we, now we return you to the uh, regularly scheduled end credits of the podcast, already in progress. Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandalien.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message and once again, thanks for listening <laughs>